Welcome to the Toronto Until Podcast. I'm Steve Artabello with Anthony Harris and Theo Giordano. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Theo. Uh, you can find us at our website, torontoontilt.com. You can find us on YouTube, where we're streaming live, Toronto Untilt. You can find us on our Twitter, at Toronto Untilt. You can also find us streaming live on Twitch. Just search Toronto Untilt. And finally, you can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Bleaker, all of the things. Like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends that the Blue Jays extended match app. Well, not ex- we got to explain extended. this for yeah. people because people is- don't understand it. Exactly. So this is what we wanted to get to right off the hop. So Matt Chapman signed a two-year extension, $25 million. Uh, It's 12 mil per with a $1 million signing bonus. But essentially what that means is he was due to make about $9.5 million in arbitration this year. And then he would have to go into arbitration next year, and then he'd be a free agent. Instead, the Blue Jays signed him to a two-year deal. So he doesn't go through arbitration this year. He doesn't go through arbitration next year. He's a Blue Jay. He's still a free agent at the exact same time, but you just don't have to go through ARB. It's a nice kind of, he's coming off a down year. So it's the Blue Jays basically extending uh, the olive branch of like, listen, regardless of what happens this year, you're here this year, next year, at a raise from your previous salary. It's guaranteed. So. And you don't have to hear those Strowman stories. Remember when he was going through ARB and it's like, I hated hearing how, how negative this team was about me. And, he, you know, arbitrations, it's business, right? You just you do what you do, but you you rather avoid it. And that's why a lot of these teams are signing them before ARB because exactly. it's not the best process to go through. And and it happens all the time where people agree to contracts before ARB or sign extensions that just buy out those years and bring them right to free agency. It's just, it literally happens all the time. But we saw some confusion, uh, so we felt like we'd kick the show off and explain exactly what's going on. It doesn't mean he's here long term; it just means he's here for the if exact same amount of times. Years after Arb, he should his agent should be fired. Like if that was what what he did. But well, if he, yeah, if he signed like a four year extension at that number. That's pretty pretty nice number. I mean, just as yeah, just as defense. Exactly, like the fact that he's projected to be a five WAR third baseman, like that, like. Look what Chris Bryant got. Like, just oh my god, crazy Cubs or the the Rockies make no sense. Like, absolutely no sense. Also, Uh, we got BGO on our. I don't. That's exactly the next thing I was going to. So they agreed to a contract before arbitration. I believe it was what two point one five five. Again, its numbers are weird like that because it's they're negotiating and it's they they kind of came to the middle of like okay, Biggio clearly asked for something. The Jays came here, and you look at that number, they met in the middle somewhere, you know what I mean? And that's what he got. They didn't have to go to arbitration either. It, It's a good thing. Anytime you don't have to get to ARB and your agent or you and the club come to an agreement, means they're on the same page, so it can't be a bad thing. Um, so that's really all it means. It means Biggio didn't go to ARB. And then for Vladdy and Teo going to ARB, that's also not a bad thing because that shit happens all the time too. And it's not like they're going to get them a ton. Like, Vladdy's going to get what Vladdy's going to get. He would have won the MVP last year if it wasn't for Shohei Otani being a unicorn. So I don't think that's going to be too bad. Um, and I mean, what? Are they going to tell Teo he can't play defense? And it's not like anyone doesn't know that anymore. Like, but let's be honest. Plus, in ARB, they don't use, like, the new baseball numbers. They were talking about making those changes. Uh, the traditional ARB process uses the old stuff. So Teo's average on base – or not his on base. Sorry, his average – the business notes. I don't know, Tony. Do you have really anything you wanted to add? Because like we're just kind of 
No, that's pretty straightforward. Housekeeping kind of shit. I have a little uh, conversation topic that just kind of broke to me. I don't know if there's any truth to this story. What? But it was a it was a checkmark account that says the Jays are among teams that are very interested in Brett Gardner, which I hope is not a, a real thing. But I, mean, I guess it makes sense. I just hate Brett Gardner because he's been a Yankee for so long, and he always kills the Jays. And I mean, sure, he hits well at the Rogers Center, but there's just a part of me that was really not going to feel comfortable seeing that bald head in a Jays uniform because I just hate Brett Gardner, and I would have to not hate Brett Gardner. And I would have to take back a lot of bad things I've said about Brett Gardner. Not really. You you we say some terrible things about Gritchuk, and he's he seems like he's going to be here back. for a while. I take well, that's my back. point. We don't, <laughs> there's some players in the team we don't just fully support all the way, and Brett Gardner would definitely be one of those that would be a very mixed bag for a lot of people. I highly I highly doubt that would even happen. He he's been so I'm a Yankee for life, like this whole time, his whole life. He got upset about putting a nickname on the back of his jersey for Player Weekend because he didn't want one because he was a Yankee and he's Mister yeah. Yankee. Like ew. I mean, it makes sense. It actually does make sense. More left-handed, he can play center field still, even though he's ancient. He's not bad there. Like he is still fine. He's above average in left field. Yes, but ew. We have a guy who's streaky. <laughs> but ew, not that good. <laughs> We already yeah. have a streaky, not that good center field. We don't need him. And the Yankee fans, it makes them more mad if they sign Brett Gardner. So I just hope they sign him for that reason. They fucking hate him. They're so done with Brett Gardner. It's unbelievable. No, but if really? he went to the Jays, it'd be, it'd be different if he went to the Jays. If he went to the Jays, they'd be like, what? They'd probably be pretty pissed that he, yeah, went and gave. left us for yeah. the Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'd be worth it just for that. Just pissed off Yankees fans. Every decision I think of for the Jays involves how yeah. they're going to You have to wear a different number, too. You can't wear 11 anymore. Yeah, Bo's number. Yeah. We don't have it's to put a on his jersey. Yeah, exactly. He gets, he gets a blank one. You feel like you're a Yankee. Um, do you want to talk Greg Bird first, or do you want to talk about Kikuchi, who made his first spring start today? I want to talk Greg Bird. Okay. Bird is the word. Well, like, okay, he's been good, but okay, Theo, you take this because you well, clearly see a little bit more here than I like. I don't see a little more. I'm basing this all on Mike Wilner because last year, Mike said from the beginning of spring training last season, Stephen Matz looks different this year. He looks like he's going to be that guy who comes out of spring and turns himself around. Right away, I saw those tweets, started seeing some clips saying, you know what? I'm going to just buy into what Mike's saying. Stephen Matz is going to be good this year. He was great. He was, he was way better than most people thought he was going to be. This year, Greg Bird's a little bit different scenario. His problems are basically always injuries. Yeah. So I'm hoping with – we said with the extended roster, how there's a 28-man now, where he, he'll probably make the team now. Keep him healthy for a few months. Oh, so – Have me that left-handed bat. And let me then, just jump in right there. We were talking about that before we uh, actually popped on. So Joel Sherman tweeted that it's very likely – and then like – Chris wrote like half of Twitter started running with it because Joel Sherman is a very legitimate baseball reporter. Um, he basically said that uh, what he's hearing is the 26-man roster is going to be expanded to 28 for most of, if not all, of April uh, to kind of help with the fact there's there, – oh, and there's not going to be a pitcher limit. So it's to kind of ha- help with the fact that they have a shortened spring training. So it's not as much of an injury risk for pitchers. So you don't stretch out as much and you keep a couple extra arms around there since teams like the Jays only have, I think it was, I think Tony was the one that said they only have one off day in April. So it's, it's, it's a player safety thing. Uh, but also 
for guys like Greg Bird and for guys like Nate Pearson, who are like, is he a six starter? He's going to end up in the bullpen this year. He looked kind of good in his two inning debut. Uh, it's great for those guys because it, it's it opens up a roster spot so that they can perform in the big league level until a decision has to be made. And then as much as it sucks to say, like usually that shit sorts itself out because when you have depth somewhere, someone gets hurt, someone has a down season, something happens. And if you get almost, if you get basically a full month of real live games to determine who are the extra two guys on the roster, can't be a bad thing, but sorry, Theo, I just wanted to no, it, clarify it just, that. I'm basically just trying to say like, what are your thoughts? I want to hear you specifically, Anthony, because I haven't heard your opinion on this, but do you think he's the surprise bat? And do you think he can hold up for at least a couple months until like, close to the deadline when we can make like a bigger move to try to adjust that left-handed bat. Um, well, he's, he hasn't been able to do that in four years. So I would say no, but I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he steps into our great organization where we develop everybody and everyone's happy and that's fun and it's good at baseball all of a sudden. So maybe, but I'm, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Like, He's an interesting left-handed bat. We'll have to see a lot more. Um, it's great the way he started, but I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with Tony. I got to see a lot more out of Greg Bird, especially like he's also got to stay healthy, which is just not a guarantee with him. Um, I think something I really would like to speak about is Alejandro Kirk, who's also had a hell of a start to the season, and I mean from that first game where he went. Well, the first game I saw, which I think was the second game because they didn't televise the first game. <laughs> uh, when Kirk went deep uh, and Buck started, like he started that at bat talking about how, oh, it'll probably be Kirk and Moreno at triple at triple A. And then Kirk had that phenomenal at bat that ended with a home run. Then he had a double. And like his at bats have looked really good. They so got to stop with this fucking conversation. Every broadcast, there's no way. Siddle and Buck just saying how you can't lose Reese. He's out of options. You can lose Reese. That's exactly That's... the guy you can lose. Thank we don't you. need him at all. There's no reason to like put Kirk down to to Triple A so we can keep Reese McGuire. There's no reason. That needs to just stop being talked. If that happens, that's such a 2019 Blue Jays move. That... That's not a 2022 Blue Jays move. Tony, jump in here. But like, what I think is. You're in win now mode, so Kirk's got to be your DH. You're not in asset management mode, like exactly 2018, 2019, and you're trying to save Reese McGuire from getting claimed because you don't know. You go with your best fucking roster. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're your best players. And this isn't, and he came up last year too, and he hit pretty well. Like, it's not like he was overwhelmed last year. You know, maybe give him a little more time, but he like showed he's pretty legit. Like, he, he can hit major league pitching. It's a waste of time to put him in the minors especially when you have a spot in your order that needs filling at DH. I know he's not a left-handed bat, but you're telling me after, like, I, I know these are limited spring appearances, but I'm basing it on what we've seen with him at the big league level. This guy can hit that. Like his catching might need work, whatever. Watch those at bats, the patience, the eye, he doesn't strike out a ton. He can hit for power. Like, that's a very useful bat in win now mode. It's necessary. And I, and again, I'm not saying give away assets, but you can't sacrifice. I mean, the 28 man roster might save Reese and they might have a three catcher situation because of this 28 man roster. Uh, but you, you can't not sacrifice Kurtz at bat. Like 
You can't be willing to give away potential wins at this point. You're in winning mode. This is the American League East. The American League is not a fucking joke. You know, there are good teams. Uh, Trevor Story just signed with the Red Sox. We can talk about that if you guys want. But like, it's not time to mess around. It's time to win so you don't waste time by not having your best players on the field. And even if you're looking at like from a, he's our number one trade chip, you, you want to showcase him. You want him playing the whole first half because I think if you're going to make a big move, he's going to be one of the guys that's going to be in that deal. You want him to play the first half. You want him to play well, and he's going to get regular at-bats. This isn't a situation where he's splitting time with Danny and not doing anything else. He'll be DHing the rest of the time. We don't have someone to fill that role like Steve was saying. We didn't sign Schwarber. If we sign Schwarber, it's a different conversation, I guess, but it's we, we, we need him to basically – yeah, Conforto could still be an option, and if that happens, then you are having a little bit of a different conversation, but still, he's he's your best option as a backup catcher right now, and it's – not even a backup catcher, but like as a split-time catcher slash full-time DH. That's what you have to do. And I don't even want that to be a conversation. If it happens, I think we'll all be very livid. But like, can you just imagine the situation? It's an April game at Yankee Stadium. And Reese McGuire is stuck in the game in the eighth inning and needs to hit because of, you know. And he'll be hitting against the lefty. And it'll be against the lefty because you know it will be. It won't just be him versus a righty. It'll be him versus like a filthy left-handed. Yeah, And it's going to be one of those small things that like at the time, no one really cares. It's a game in April, but it'll just be in the back of your head. If something happens during the year and you're like, remember we had Reese McGuire in that big opportunity and like just little things where we had the situation in Detroit last year, bunting with Kirk, like where I can't stop thinking about, you know, that series in general. You don't want to. You want to eliminate those opportunities. Take the bad toys away from Montoya as early as possible. And leave the taking Kirk to bunt with. Yeah, no, they took Kirk out and had him against the lefty and have Brevik Valera bunt. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. That was a thing that happened. And AJ Hinch thanks Charlie Montoya for doing that, sarcastically in his post game. Pre- like, yeah, yeah. Um, people don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> it's just basically optimize your major league roster. And if you lose Reese McGuire, oh, well. it, again, you, you had so much time to trade this guy. You haven't been able to find a deal. Obviously, he's not worth much. It, well, thing? yeah. And again, it, we're not advocating giving away assets, but this is win now mode. You need your best lineup together. And again, and also with Moreno on the come, like how long until he needs catcher at bats and then like Kirk can still DH you know like it it doesn't get any easier for him so and then on top of that you're talking about trade chips I, there's all the reports that there's a Cleveland scout that's been specifically following Alejandro Kirk since the day the camp opened he's taken video and then Chai Davidi like Blair talked about it and then Chai Davidi confirmed it is a guardian scout that is following him so yeah, it's getting it's interesting good. there. Him, him and Martinez having a good start is oh, it's good to see if if, that, if Cleveland's watching closely. Like those are the two pieces that they're going to be most interested in. Maybe that Elvis well. Martinez bomb in that the first televised game, like that thing sounded like a gunshot. That was loud. That was that was one of those like you're watching the game, you hear that sound off the bat, and it's just like, was that a rel? Okay, that was a rel. Okay, well, now I'm very interested in all of the rest of his bats. Yeah. Montoya was saying, like, there's two guys on the on the team that make that sound off the bat. It's Flatty and him. It's the same yeah. thing. They they don't know who, like, if you're just listening, you can't tell who's who. 
that was I heard them talking about that. And like, that's the kind of thing you get really excited about, because I remember talking to you guys about it. I went to go see Vladdy in Buffalo before he came up and played for the Blue Jays. And that was the thing. Like the ball sounded different coming off his bat. He had so much power. Now, hey, there have been guys that have been able to do that in spring training and they've never been able, like they have that kind of special power. It sounds different, but they can't hit. Uh, so we'll see what happens with the Relvis. But man, man, was that exciting. Uh, I was pretty pumped about that. Uh, I mean, we already mentioned Pearson. He looked pretty good, but it's two innings. Uh, we need to see a lot. We need to see him consistently do stuff like that. I know he was up to 99. He broke off a really nice curveball. Uh, which is very encouraging. Um, I wish I could find the person on Twitter. Someone did a whole Twitter thread about how uh, that curveball specifically, he uh, threw it about 10 miles an hour harder, and it had more spin than his average curveball from last year. So if that's something he's working on, because when he was really good in the pen, it was because he went right down to fastball slider, and that was all he was doing. He was chucking a fastball that was 100 and a slider that was in the 90s. You add a, you add a changeup, or sorry, he has a changeup. But if he can get the curveball, like you have three, three plus pitches, and you don't have to use a changeup, it's more of a show me pitch. It's just that's how a starter is born. Multiple pitches that you need. So that's something I'm going to be watching for Pearson. Actually, is that uh, that curveball and what he looks like when he starts throwing the changeup more often? Obviously in control because that was the number one issue last year. Um, do you boys have anyone specific before we get to Kikuchi who went today? Anything that you're looking at or anyone, Tony? Um, no, no one in particular. Cause we have such a sick team, you know, the rest of these guys are just fringe people who might make appearances here and there. Yeah. We have some prospects who are good, but I, I'm just, I just want to fast forward to, uh, April 8th. We are at that point in the spring where, We've seen a few games and say, all right, we got it. That's the thing about spring training. The beginning of it's the best because baseball's back on your TV. And then immediately after that, it's just opportunity to get hurt. Like Matt Chapman today, which scared the hell out of all of us. Yeah, he was saying it's Matt Chapman. Did you see Wilner's tweet? Because he was watching at the game and he was like, we'll try to update the Chapman situation as it breaks because he didn't know it wasn't as bad because he wasn't watching on the TV, and I was like, no, he's, he's fine. It's not a big deal. But I guess in the stadium, it looked kind of bad. Yeah. So scared I got booted out of the chat for bringing it up. <laughs> we were just talking about, like, uh, we were saying on Twitter, because Wilner was at the game, and he was trying to update, like, well, get updates on what happens with Chapman, because he thought it was a lot worse at the yeah. game. Yeah. He didn't get to see Chapman's reaction. But thankfully, well, it's nothing nothing big. Yeah, well, he, got, he got spiked, uh, but he doesn't need any stitches at all. He just, it was a scrape which is best case scenario. So that's, oh, thank God. Thank God. There is, there uh, is one name I kind of want to, it's a, it's one of those fringe names. Anthony just said, that's not going to matter much, but I think Kyle Johnson's going to make an, a few appearances for the Blue Jays this year. He pitched the ninth inning today. I was on the tie ties thing early. I was like, just going to say play for the, tie ties, the new tie ties. This Kyle Johnson is an interesting guy. He's 25 years old. I uh, had very good season last year in double A got promoted good season in triple A. He's got interesting stuff and is one of those guys who are at the end of his like shine at 25 years old where it's you know kind of shit or get off the pot time. Yeah, a prospector or something. He probably makes appearances this year. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's that, got a few of those guys. It's good. It's good to see because the bullpen is we're, we're preparing for 
it's not going to be like last year, but if it does happen, you're going to need names like that to come up and, and step up. So. Yeah, hopefully you're not going to need to see guys like that get called up. But it's nice when you see some arms that look like they could be big league arms in spring because you know you got some major league depth, which is always nice. Uh, I guess we'll get right to it. Kikuchi made his debut. Uh, I know it didn't look good at the beginning, but then it sounded like he got better. Uh, I was working this afternoon, so I technically shouldn't have been watching the game. So, you know. But I heard Kikuchi's stuff was good. He was up into the 90s, hit 95 on the gun. So, Do they not have the gun on the broadcast? Because I haven't really seen on the Jays broadcast. I saw it on Twitter. Quite okay. literally saw it on Twitter, them talking about him hitting 95. Because the one good thing about like the Tiger stuff is I think the guns were, were on the broadcast. The Jays that haven't, haven't had them, so it's been tough to tell how, how hard guys are throwing. I don't remember. Like I remember them talking about Pearson when he hit 100, but I, I for some reason in spring training, before he got hurt, I don't actually remember seeing a gun in Dundee. So maybe they don't in the broadcast. Maybe they don't. Because I don't remember seeing it either, actually, when I watched. But then again, that was the Phillies broadcast. Uh, that that first game that was televised. It could also be something that shows up later because they just don't have everything set up right now. Yeah. I've seen that it's happen. Better than nothing. Too. It's better than how they used to treat spring, where we get three games, maybe. And right, like now, it seems like we're going to get most of the games this spring, and it's it's yeah. pretty cool if you work from home just to have that on. Is a, is a good option. Yeah. Well, that's they, they had said they were starting on Sunday, and then I guess there was so much outrage that we didn't get to see the Friday game. That the Saturday game got telecast. They picked up. The Phillies broadcast, which was nice. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, any, on, yeah, any updates a, on Kikuchi? Every starter, it's like the first inning, he's a little wild, then he figures it out. Um, good stuff. Like, I'm very excited. I think this is going to be the perfect fit for what we needed the vibe spot. Um, yeah. Also, we talk about today's game. I don't know if you saw any of it, the automated stuff. The automated oh, pitch okay. I saw that the Jays were using it uh, for an inning. An infielder, the catcher, and the pitcher had it. Uh, did you Richard notice anything? Said he, well, it, it looks kind of weird. Like it's faster. Obviously, the the signals get relayed quicker. I'm just confused on like. So it tells you location and pitch type, right? Like you get. I guess. Yeah. Buck brought this up. It's like, well, what if you want to just change one of those things? Like, how do you have to redo the whole process? Like, does it take longer when you're just trying to change one part of it? How can the pitcher like nod it off? Like, did like it's a, it's going to be interesting. Trevor was, Richards was saying to Hazel May, he like didn't know if he liked it. It was kind of weird, but it's an interesting thing. I don't know if I'm for it either. But it, yeah, it's one of the things that's here because of the the Astros. Just straight up, it's here because of the Astros. Well, and the, the Red Yankees. Sox, and apparently the Yankees, because you guys sent me that thing that they're going to like unseal some files or what. I don't know if that happens. I'm very excited. Anything that makes Yankee fans cry is good to me. Um, I don't know. I hate the idea that the pitch clock's coming in. Like, I genuinely hate it, but that's because, like, with baseball, I can be an old curmudgeon about certain things for no reason other than I don't like change. Like, the base, we talked about it. Like, I didn't give a shit about the bases, but like, pitch clock, like, the whole thing about baseball, it's a game without a clock. And then you're going to add this much technology in it. It's like, why don't you just not let the Astros steal signs the way they did? Like, how about we, like, really cut down on the technology allowed in the dugouts? I don't know. You can do shit like that. The episode you were in here, you should have heard the old man yelling at cloud takes. Me and Anthony were going through just <laughs> with, like, the different things that they're trying to change with baseball. And 
Oh I yeah, the season yeah, the season's dead episode. Oh, I know. You boys were very trying to relate to the Instagram crowd. They don't care about the real fans. It, that was mostly me, I guess, but it, it's you know well, that was yeah. a, a true observation that we made. That's pretty No, it, it it is though. Like that's like baseball baseball's making all these decisions for fans that they don't have and alienating the ones that they do when there's ways to do both because the pitch clock like the pitch clock isn't going to lengthen attention spans. Like I, I can't remember who said it. It was, it was a former player. I'm trying to think if it was a former pitcher, if it was a someone like Trevor Plouffe who works for John Boy, who basically said like you're not gonna get anyone else's attention span by shaving six minutes off of every game. Like that doesn't make like that's a drop in the bucket. It considered like considering what the problem is. So you need to completely revamp it. You need you need a better social media team. You need places constantly pumping out high. Like there's a different way to engage younger fans who want it in bits and pieces while not completely alienating your fan base yeah. that pays we the went bills. through that and we were just saying how they're trying to, they're going to try to make baseball a sport where they can have these first take type debates about it because really you can't right now because it's such a no. day and it's so much involved i think they're well, trying you to can down you sound like an idiot like like yeah, we talk I about think. it all the time right where it's like it's early, like we make fun of wilner and in the it's early but then realistically you're at game 50 something and it's like well i mean unless you're 30 games under 500 at that point it's like it is kind of early <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll be overreacting i mean especially streaming oh, too yeah. i see so much dumb shit during oh. games that i'm ready to have that recorded game by game it's complete like i take the you know it's early you know after a couple hours after the game when i've calmed down during it, when people fuck up, I get angry at everything. Like, that'll be funny, actually, when we do these. Uh, Theo had mentioned we're going to do some streams this year watching games. I think we're we're considering doing some for the home opener. I'll just throw that out there now. Um, but, yeah, it'll, it'll be pretty entertaining because as much as a lot of times we come on here and talk about the long view, you're going to see us very much the, in the immediacy. <laughs> and if Bruce McGuire is involved in this, these uh, these games, it'll be even worse. Don't don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't 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 do that. Don't don't you do that? <laughs> that would be the worst. Um, well, I, I have else? one more thing. Uh, when's Marino going to get his visa? Is he still working on that? That's been a big problem for a lot of guys since the MLB teams do like 99.9 probably pretty much a hundred percent of the legwork for all of these guys and then because they were in a lockout and there wasn't technically a job for them it didn't get done so you have this delay with a whole pile of guys so a lot of them are coming over now it's just gonna be like like we're literally dealing with government office paperwork and shit so you know how that can go and then I mean, where's Moreno from? I was just, I think I want to say Venezuela, but I could be wrong. So Gabriel Moreno. He is a catcher. Baseball reference. Yes, he is from Venezuela. So that could take a while. There are some political things, Venezuela, if you're unaware, <laughs> that make things like that a little more difficult. I was just curious because I know with the UFC, there's a bunch of visa issues because oh, of the war and th that's a different thing but that there was see, like, so many delays because of that i didn't know what that's that's a different thing so that's a lot of their eastern european fighters i'm assuming specifically yeah. ones based yeah. in and around russia 
Um, That's the, I was, those were the issues there. So yeah. Moreno stuff is just basically on the work stoppage and exactly. Really and then add in the fact that it's, that it's a, it's a country that's also in political strife. So it would be harder to get a visa there anyways. But again, in a normal situation, the team would have been working on this through the off season. So it wouldn't be an issue now. And exactly. So all this is, is there was a lockout. They left, they left it to the last second. And because he's Venezuelan and he's, he's not, he's from a country that's got some political unrest. Like it's just being delayed. It's not that it's being delayed in a way that I'm afraid of or anything. It's just, unfortunately for him specifically, because, you know, we're kind of excited to see him because he's got a chance to play a lot this year. Uh, it'd be nice to already have him here. Uh, yeah. Anything else you boys wanted to get to? Pretty quick show so far, just because it's yeah, the beginning this was just of spring. More of an update. I think yeah. next week we should do like an AL East kind of go that through makes, all the teams. Yeah. Give our thoughts, predictions. Last year we looked, I'm not going to say who. Someone looked really fucking dumb with some opinions on the Boston Red Sox. I was about their Martinez. pitching staff, and I st- okay, the JD Martinez one. I walked that back like immediately. I, I watched immediately. Those clip, I watched that clip back last last year, and okay. we all said really stupid shit. But that one was like one where I I almost wanted to get rid of it because it's like, oh my god, we we couldn't have sounded the JD Martinez like one. I needed to walk back because he. Oh, I watched him in a game swinging a bunch of fucking sliders down in a way where he looked like he didn't care. And I'm not a Red Sox fan, so I don't watch a lot of JD Martinez in spring training. And apparently, that is literally always how he looks in spring training. So I was like, oh, okay, well, he looks like he is done at baseball. And then in the regular season, not so, but I stick by what I said about their fucking pitching staff, and I will stand by this this year. And Chris Sale's already fucked up his ribs, and I don't think Nate Evaldi's pitching a whole season, and you think Nick Pavetta's going to have another year like last they year? They have, like, Paxton they need to come. Like, what's their... What's their, their offense is great, okay? Their offense is going to be great. I'm not going to sit here and say that's not a thing because it's going to be great. I still don't think they have a pitching staff that's no. that you can rely on. But that's you play in the point. AL East, and uh, that that offense is really good. And we've seen we've seen offenses carry. I mean, the 2015 Blue Jays. Well, yeah, they're going to be in the playoff mix regardless. It doesn't matter. The lineup is too good, anyways. Exactly. Like it's that, and they add Trevor Story to that, which the positive for the Blue Jays is that they're going to leave Xander Bogarts at shortstop, which makes no sense to me considering Trevor Story's. If you look at his defensive run saved, he's behind uh, only Javi Baez and ahead of Carlos Correa. So he's going to play second. Well, Xander Bogertz, who's a below-average defensive shortstop, he's average when he's having a good season, but he's generally a below-average defensive shortstop who doesn't have a strong arm is going to continue to play shortstop. And it's not like they sign Story short-term where they're worried of screwing up the development. They well, have Bogertz is out next year. Bogertz has an opt-out next year, oh. which they everyone well, believes that makes he's going to... So everyone believes he's going to exercise it. So essentially, the, the story is no pun intended that you sign Bo like you, you give him all intentions that he's going to stay at shortstop. You oh. extend him because he's going to opt out. And you do the old flip around. And then in a couple of years, it's probably like by, by the time that story contract and the new Xander contract, if he does re up, start to advance Xander is going to be the one who like, they are going to switch at one point. Now they also have Marcello Meyer. Uh, or mayor, I'm not 
probably pronouncing that wrong, but he's a stud prospect. He's one of the top in all of baseball, and he's a shortstop. So they also have a guy coming. Uh, so it's very interesting with Xander, but we'll see. Also, I'm fine with the less talent, like the guy who's not as good at defense playing shortstop. That's fine, especially considering, I mean, uh, how did I just forget his name? The third baseman, the left hand, Devers. His bat, unbelievable. His glove, not good. Left side of that Boston infield. <laughs> Hit yeah, the ball we, that we, way. We have turned into the defensive, left side defensive infield, like being way better. So, oh, yeah. Big time. We, we'll, get, we'll get really into that next week, especially with the Yankees, because we are obsessed with the Yankees. It sounds like, at least, we talk about the Yankees every episode. So, it's we'll gonna, talk I, more about them next I got to look week. at their, I got to kind of dig into their roster because I'm trying to figure out like who's going to be, because I'm looking at, Quick preview, Jay's Rays as the class of this division. But no, I wouldn't say that. I would not say that. I'm not gonna say that. I mean you can say that. I say you it. can get clipped, but I will. Okay. I'll get clipped. I ain't afraid. I'm admitting the JD Martinez thing. I ain't afraid. I ain't scared. <laughs> I live up to my mistakes. I own my own fuck ups. It happens. And I'm standing by the, the pitching thing. The Red Sox. I agree. A double down. It might not matter at all. So we'll see. What? It might not matter. It's true. I might also be very wrong again. They might all stay healthy. And Nate Evaldi might pitch 200 innings again. I highly doubt it. But uh, any else boys want to get to? Nope. No. All right. That's it. That's been episode three of the Toronto until. Well, it's the Blue Jays version of this podcast. Well, I guess we are a Blue Jays podcast. Pretty much exclusively at this point. We talk about other Toronto sports, but this is this is our love. Uh, so this Toronto Until podcast, episode three, season three. Uh, as usual, check us out at our website, torontountilt.com. You can find us at Twitter, at Toronto on Tilt. Of course, we're streaming live on Twitch, so you can always find us there. Just look for Toronto on Tilt. We are live on YouTube. This video will also live on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. Obviously, look up Toronto on Tilt. You'll find us. Tell your friends. And then, of course... Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, our audio will be posted there. So we're talking about Spotify. We're talking about Google. We're talking about Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Bleaker, all of the things. Like, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends. Yeah, I'll go there. Blue Jays is the best team in this division.